Hello and welcome. You're streaming another stellar episode of Mac Watson Talks, voted best podcast in the Valley for 2022 by the readers of Phoenix Magazine. Coming up, the latest on Hurricane Ian as it trapes across the eastern United States. Also, the CDC said there was a bunch of norovirus in the, in the Grand Canyon that caused explosive diarrhea. Yee. And would you buy an adult Happy Meal? What comes in an adult Happy Meal anyway? That and a whole lot more is coming up, so let's get started. This is episode 217. I've been addicted to watching hurricane coverage. How about you, Cricket? I have been subjected to watching hurricane coverage, yes. Oh, come on. It's not been that bad, has it? I mean, I don't know why you're so obsessed with it. You don't live in Florida. We don't even know anybody living in Florida. And I mean, but you don't care about the hurricane. You I mean, don't I care, do, but I'm not obsessed by it. Oh, I love it. I love hurricane coverage. I, I one was of these just days, freaking out because this guy got hit by a tree. That's Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel. And so the weather, or so the, the, the cameraman is just keeps taking pictures of him. Then he's trying to get back towards wherever the cameraman is. Right. that's apparently safe. He's holding on to a street sign. Why the street sign next to that street sign is like bent over? Yeah. And the cameraman's doing nothing but he wipes the lens so we can get That's a good picture job, of it. That's his job, right. Yeah, That's yeah. his job. Isn't that lovely? It went all viral on social media, especially Twitter, because there were a lot of people that were debating, this is weather porn, we don't need it this. It is weather porn. It's like, it's like what was that guy's name on the seawall in Houston? Oh, Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> right. It is weather porn. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the kind of that's the kind of image you want. That's the kind of shot you want. I guess. You want to see somebody get injured in one of those live shots or, or something happen. I mean, I I made a workers comp claim once and it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Jeez. You always bring it back to you, don't I'm you? I'm just saying, it's not I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, so that's that's obviously been in the news. The hurricane uh, has been in the news. It's still going on by the way. It's it's expected uh, as of this recording to gear up more in the Atlantic and then slam into South Carolina and North Carolina. So uh, we'll keep a, we'll keep on top of it. And I'll keep reporting back live from the Hurricane oh. Coverage Center. <laughs> okay, all right. That's perfect. Yeah, right. That's what people listen to podcasts for, is for hurricane coverage. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also in the news this week, the White House is preparing to take executive action to protect hundreds of thousands of immigrants... Known as dreamers. The now we DACA ta- recipients. The DACA recipients, right? We talked about this, and I, I talked. I used to talk about it all the time on the show. Uh, the Super show in Phoenix. Important to people in Arizona because right. there are a lot of dreamers in Arizona. People close to the White House told NBC News the Biden administration braces for a potential court defeat that could end the decade-old Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program. So this started under Obama and it allowed a path to citizenship for people who were brought here as children. A court defeat that will be appealed, that will be stayed, so it's not going to happen immediately. Planning has intensified in recent days ahead of the decision on the program's future. For the uh, Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, possibly within days, and at stake is the ability of more than 600,000 people protected under this program to continue living and working in the United States without fear of uh, deportation. And to apply for citizenship without having to go back and live in their country of origin, which is what we normally require of people who come to this country without 
without permission. Right. But and it's not that it can't be done. It can be done. I I know one woman who actually did it. She lived in Mexico for I think 2 years before coming back. But if you were brought here as a 2-year-old, you may not even speak Spanish. The the ability to go back and live in Mexico for a right. year while your while your application processes is kind of ridiculous. And so DACA makes it possible to apply for citizenship without doing that. So what does the president do from here? Well, with few options to act on his own, the the Biden administration is getting ready to continue this, to shield from deportation, at least temporarily, immigrants who were brought to the U.S. as children but lack legal status and were granted protection under the DACA program. So the order would direct Immigration and Customs Enforcement to deprioritize deporting DACA recipients and to continue basically continue on as we have been yes yes there are more important people to go after in terms of those here who are undocumented and not and actually don't have a legal right to be here and putting forward uh positive stuff in society these people are working these people are are all but American citizens right exactly they've been here since they were children they pay taxes they graduated from school they go to college right schools and colleges don't require them to be citizens they allow them to enroll without that as being a barrier to it. And, and then they they end up getting jobs, but only because of the protection of this act where they're able to get some kind of protection so that they can be employed legally, right? Because you have to right. have a social security number of yes. some sort to be able to um, work in this country or a visa number, a green card number, whatever that is. So, I, I, you know, I, and I think we should continue to protect these people because they didn't come here in their own will. And the fact that they're staying here, even though they're adults, has a lot more to do with the fact that they don't see themselves as anything other than American. The order could easily be reversed by another administration. And when the Supreme Court ruled in 2020 to prevent Trump from ending DACA, the majority opinion written by Chief Justice John Roberts said the Trump administration had gone about ending the program the wrong way. So right. what legal experts said is that the, the the court, the Supreme Court, that's now more conservative, will ultimately rule that DACA itself is illegal, partly because it allows for work authorization for undocumented migrants. And, you know, but I but again, I think it comes back to and there'll be it'll be a different argument when it goes before the Supreme Court again, is that these are people who did not come here by choice. It was not their decision. They did not choose to come here. And the fact that they chose to remain here when they turned 18 had more to do with the fact that they had nowhere else to go. Right. You know, if just because you turn 18 doesn't mean you have somewhere else to live other than your parents' home, right? Yeah. Other than the place where you've always lived. And particularly the younger you are when you were brought here, the the less likely it is that you know anybody in the country you came from and you know the language of the country you came from. Right. Right. But without action from Congress, the program's work authorizations are all but certain to end. And immigration experts say thousands could abruptly lose their ability to earn a living in the United States. Well, we're in, or you're pushing all those people into earning a living underground. So you're making not only them doing something illegal, but you're making people who employ them do something illegal. That's and true. That's ridiculous. These are people that have that have college educations in the United States. They hold degrees from United States colleges and universities. I mean, it, it, it seems like such a simple idea, but Congress is the one that ultimately has to act in right. order to make this. And are we sending back fourth graders? I mean, the other part of it is, is what about those people it protects that aren't even adults yet? Right. Right. That they're in elementary school. 
And high school. Or we're not going to let them get, oh, I'm sorry, you're 16, but you cannot get a job at McDonald's because your parents brought you here illegally when you were seven. So you really can't perform in society. So right. what, are you, what are you supposed to do? Well, they turn to illegal behavior. Or, or not, I mean, I guess it's sometimes it's not even illegal. It's just they're, they're employed under the table, right. which is illegal because they're not paying taxes. Right. Right. In the DACA case, a disappointing ruling for supporters seems more likely than not. Immigration advocates said not only has the Fifth Circuit Court ruled favor unfavorably toward the Biden administration's position previously in a related case, but any decision is also likely to be appealed to the Supreme Court where the conservative majority would be expected to rule against DACA. Like I said, it takes an act of Congress, but Congress will not solve this problem. Nobody wants to touch this with a 10-foot pole, so the Biden administration is which doing is, what it can. Which is why it's always been with the executive branch to protect those people who have no other way to protect them who are not doing anything wrong. They're not harming our society in any way. But Congress simply isn't allowing them a path. Well, right. Well, they did, but they might soon not have allowed that path anymore if the if the act is overturned. Right. Exactly. So also in the news, in uh, Arizona news, in uh, the, the Valley, Queen Creek. We've been there. Very nice place. Yeah. They have a wonderful olive mill there. Um, farmer's Market. Peaches. I think there was an Arby's. It was the peaches there. <laughs> I, I didn't remember. No, the peach farm. Isn't that there? Is it in Queen Creek? I mean, it's practically or in Chandler. Queen. Well, one it's or the practically other. in Queen yeah. Creek. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, crisis and mental health calls are becoming increasingly more common across police departments in the valley, and Queen Creek is the latest city to carry specific sensory tools, thanks to one officer who used her own experience as a mom to a boy that has special needs. So the Queen Creek police chief say these kits can potentially save lives. They're sensory tools that are critical in soothing children or anyone who gets overwhelmed in stressful situations. The uh, one officer uh, with the with the boy with special needs says, I have a son that has IEP and in the classroom setting is not conducive for learning for him. So Which I actually, is an individual education plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I actually purchased the comm strips actually thinking this would help him. When she saw success with her son, she began carrying sensory strips in her police vehicle. She says these sensory kits help us with our soft skills. So as a crisis intervention officer, we want to connect and find out what thing is putting this person in crisis. I think this is a brilliant idea. And I do, I, and too. I, a lot of times people in crisis are really like they are, you know, they have some kind of sensory deprivation and they're then they're overwhelmed by these other sensory mm. inputs, including flashing lights, loud voices, people in uniforms that at least seem kind of scary. Right. And that's an over that overwhelms their sensory input as well. Now, if I hadn't had children and I didn't go through foster care training, I would poo poo this. Yes, you would. I would think that this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of and it wouldn't work. Yes. You were just you are mere years away from being that person. Yeah. Yes, a you're few right. years ago, you were exactly that person. That's right. Within a week, this police officer was dispatched to a call where a tool allowed her to connect with a nonverbal man in crisis. Communication isn't always going to be eye contact and words and speaking. Sometimes when people are nonverbal, they need something tangible or a tool they can focus on. And then from there, you can see your intentions. They see their your intentions are good and you want to help them, the officer says. And a lot of times people are on a call that are nonverbal in the past have been treated as being belligerent and not cooperating with police because they're not deaf, dumb 
you know, mute, whatever. But it's a person who, when in crisis, simply shuts down. The actual police chief of Queen Creek, Randy Bryce, says he knows all about this all too well because he's the parent of two special needs children. He goes, I'm very familiar with this, but for some reason, it never dawned on me that we could do the same thing at work. And once he heard about the officer's success, he knew he wanted everyone in the field to have similar kits. And in 2022, you don't your children don't even have to have special needs for us to understand how fidget toys are super important. Right. Fidget toys yeah. are sensory toys. That's true. Yeah. Right. That's true. So I don't know. Do you know what a calming strip is? Do you know how it works? I don't know how it works, but I think it's one of those things that that touching it is, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, I want to keep... Soft on one side. Yeah, and... I want to keep touching this or it like stimulates your fingertips. Like, you know, the little poppy bubbles and the... Yeah. Yeah. Anything that's like, that is even like those little squish balls and stuff. Things that, that are like... A fun to touch over and over again. I think that's what a calming strip is. I think it's something similar. Officers in Queen Creek are autism certified, and they're also certified to help those who are hard of hearing and deaf. Chief Bryce says it's part of their mission to find ways to connect with everyone in their community. So well done, Queen Creek Police. Also in the news that affects Arizona, the heated debate over abortion varies from state to state, and Arizona is one of 13 states that currently bans most abortions. But you've got California right next door. An effort is underway to help women in states that restrict abortion-related services. California just passed more than a dozen new abortion laws designed to protect patients and providers. So California is basically saying, hey, Texas, hey, Arizona, hey, Mississippi, uh, we will help you as much as we can. Send us your women. Basically, yeah, for health (laughs) care. Some of the new laws will prohibit law enforcement from uh, there from cooperating with other state entities when it comes to abortion, punish health care workers from releasing information on women seeking abortions and block out state uh, block out of state subpoenas dealing with an abortion. And these are these are things in in California yeah. that make it easier for women right. who seek health care um, there. They don't have to have their information released just right. because of a subpoena or something brought by another state who wants to prosecute them for having an out-of-state abortion. The president of Planned Parenthood Arizona said, we are thrilled to see our neighboring state, California, has taken bold steps to expand access to abortion at a time when so many others, including Arizonans, are taking steps backward and taking away fundamental right to an abortion. You know, and I think what's become really apparent to me as, as this abortion debate has you know, really heated up in the last year that there's so many people who are anti-abortion who have some belief that daily abortion clinics, if we want to call them that, are churning out, you know, 10, 20 women getting abortions a day. And that is not the case. That's simply not the case. They they are. It's a lot less. I, I think it's much less than that. And they're allowing people to make, you know, decisions and they're providing counseling. But right now you can't even counsel people towards any way, shape or form if it includes anything about ending your pregnancy. Yeah. And a lot of times you, there is the ability to end a pregnancy, which is like they call that the morning after drug, that has nothing to do with actually having surgical removal of the of the fetus right depending on where how far along the pregnancy is and i think there's this belief that oh my gosh they're killing hundreds of babies a day in just this one clinic and that's not true but but the ability to have it available to have that clinic available on a daily basis even though there's many other things they do in those clinics providing 
you know, health care and resources to people who can't afford them otherwise, and yeah. which would be going to a regular doctor and having insurance or being able to pay for yourself. If you can't do that, you're going to go to a public clinic for that information. Right. And and there are people who go to the public clinic who, did, who decide there are also resources out there that allow them to carry that baby to term, not necessarily for adoption. Maybe they keep it, whatever it is, but it's not... You know, you go to a Planned Parenthood and they're not trying to get every person who walks through the door to end their pregnancy. That's not their goal. Right. It's an option. No, their goal is to provide health care and in a very human way to people who might not otherwise be able to afford it. Right. Do you think the uh, you think Congress or lawmakers are going to go after birth control next? Yes, I do. And I think that's that's I was just going to say that the fact is, is a lot of people who are visiting Planned Parenthood aren't there to end, end a pregnancy there. They're seeking some type of birth control. And that doesn't just include birth control pills. They may be seeking to get condoms because that's the best way to stop yourself from getting pregnant and getting an STD. And so why are we limiting people's ability? You know, it's like you're just trying to it's because people think they want to legislate morality. You shouldn't have sex unless you're married. Right. Well, that's nice for you, but that doesn't work for everyone. Right. And so for everyone else, why are they being denied the you know, resources and health care and to, to be able to take care of their bodies and make decisions for their bodies. It's not your body. They're not making you get an abortion. They're not making you take birth control. So why are you trying to interfere with their ability to do that? Also in the news this week out of the Grand Canyon, how about this? The CDC, the Centers for Disease Pre- Control and Prevention, released details about a possible norovirus outbreak affecting the Grand Canyon visitors earlier this year. Dozens of river rafters and backcountry campers had reported explosive gastrointestinal illnesses after a rafting group reported the first case on April 6th. The CDC said 11 out of 28 rafters got sick on that trip. Initially, many who got sick reported reported having novovirus-like symptoms with some samples testing positive for the virus. However, as weeks passed, more reports came in as hiking groups and summer vacationers visited the park. As a result, the CDC launched an investigation with researchers arriving in the park by the end of May. Three months later, they all had explosive diarrhea. (laughs) Three months later, the CDC released its findings, which indicate that the outbreak could have come from multiple sources. Three months later and a million tourists later because they didn't stop anybody from coming there in the meantime. That's right. That's right. Uh, Jan Balsam, a spokesperson for so the, the park. What are they saying? You got it from drinking the water? It was in the water, yeah. Mm. We haven't seen something like this outbreak in about 10 years, she says. The CDC warns that as nov- novovirus cases increase nationwide, the virus could have a resurgence at the park as visitation levels return to near pre-pandemic levels. Right, and well, and then people take their explosive diarrhea home and they infect other waterways. That's true. Yeah, so there's really, it's a spreading virus. That, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, norovirus is very contagious that spreads through touching contaminated surfaces or food and drink. You can also get norovirus from someone already in- infected by the virus. Health experts say... How do you get it from them? Do you have to touch their explosive diarrhea or... Maybe. I mean, is it... Is it not a respiratory disease no yeah, no it's so not i'm just trying to figure out how that works okay health experts say you'll... you don't know though is that what you're telling not me? really okay. <laughs> no I, I don't know if you have to t- lick, like lick somebody's face or something i have no idea well, it's not secreted through your skin i mean right yeah symptoms include sudden vomiting and severe diarrhea lasting anywhere from one to three days fever headache body ache dehydration chills 
other commonly reported symptoms. It's not fun. It doesn't sound very fun at all. It doesn't, but I'm no. still like sitting over here trying to figure out how it's how it's spread other than through feces and apparently vomit. But, you know, I'm, like if you can avoid those things, bodily fluids. Right. Are you supposed to also just avoid bodies of water because people may have put their bodily fluids in the bodies of water? Maybe. I'm not really sure about that. Maybe. We'll have to wait That's and see. That's why public swimming pools are kind of gross. Oh, geez. Especially hot tubs. That's why there's chlorine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chlorine solves everything. That's just some of the news this week. Thanks, Cricket. Thank you, Mac. Mac Watson Talks, award-winning, Best of the Valley 2022. Are you getting our bonus episodes, or are you just getting the episodes that you're listening to right now on your favorite podcast platforms? If you're not getting bonus material every week, you need to go to patreon.com slash Talks to get all the greatest, latest on what's happening with the Watsons, our crazy childhood stories. You want to know what you're missing? Well, here's just a snippet. But Bert and Ernie, talk about tension. <laughs> Want to hear the rest? Go to patreon.com slash Talks. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And for as little as $5 a month, you get a bonus episode every week. Plus, you can catch up on 70 bonus episodes over the last two years. So what are you waiting for? Go to patreon.com today. Time for the smackdown, and this time I'm smacking down a hurricane, Hurricane Ian. Charleston is now bracing for a direct hit from Hurricane Ian as of this recording. Historic City shuts down before the seven-foot storm surge hits tomorrow after the tempest battered Florida, leaving at least eight dead, sparking the president to declare it could be the deadliest in state's history. Now, helpless Floridians desperately called relatives and police pleading to be rescued from their flooded homes, and authorities have warned that fatalities could be in the hundreds as the monster storm continues to rage. Hurricane Ian made landfall in Florida as a Category 4 storm, just two miles per hour less than a Category 5, hitting the state with 155 mile per hour winds. Eight deaths have been confirmed so far, on top of the two in Cuba after the island was hit this week. President Biden has declared the event a major disaster in Florida, which makes available funding that Ron DeSantis will desperately need. South Carolina is set to become the second U.S. landfall, with Ian expected to increase back to a hurricane. It's a tropical storm right now. It's expected to turn into a hurricane in the Atlantic. Yeah, hurricanes. Don't like them. Never have. Am fascinated by them. And that is the SmackDown. You hear the music, you know what that means. It's time for the last word. Well, there's nothing more iconic in the realm of fast food culture than McDonald's, the Happy Meal, right? The meals sold by the fast food chain contain a hamburger or chicken McNuggets off the kids' menu, along with a special toy inside of a colorful box. And anyone who grew up with, with the McDonald's Happy Meal can soon experience that nostalgia with a new menu item. That's right. McDonald's is collaborating with Cactus Plant Flea Market to sell Happy Meals to adults. And this starts next week. Anyone who orders one can get them with a Big Mac or a 10-piece Chicken McNugget. They also come with fries, a drink, and of course, a toy. The toys are redesigned versions of some McDonald's most famous mascots, including Grimace, Hamburglar, and Birdie. A new mascot called Cactus Buddy is making its way into the boxes as well. 
Now, there's no info yet on how much these Happy Meals will cost, but can you believe that people... Yes, you will believe people will buy this, right? Of course you do. Oh, my goodness. What is wrong with us that we're actually buying adult Happy Meals? Until next time! Thank you for listening to Mac Watson Talks. This episode is copyrighted and may not be reproduced in whole or part without express written permission. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, share us with your friends. We love new listeners.